My name is Noah Hills. You can find me on Twitter at NoahMorePartys, and this is the Hero RB Show on the Campus to Canton podcast feed. Rasheen Ali was a two-star running back in the recruiting class of 2019 who ended up committing to Marshall. He's had a little bit of a weird journey since then, as he was ineligible in 2019, took a redshirt year in 2020, and then played as a technically a redshirt freshman in 2021, who is actually three years removed from his high school graduation. In that 2020 season, the lead running back for Marshall was Brendan Knox, who's currently a Dallas Cowboy. Marshall was a decent team. They went 7-3, and three, according to Bill Connolly's S&P Plus rating system. Um, they had a 9.5 rating, which is in the 49th percentile, among teams of running backs who go on to be drafted since 2007. This last year in 2021, as a technically a redshirt freshman, Ali posted a 36.1% dominator rating, which is in the 85th percentile for third-year college football players. And if you want to give Ali credit for it actually only being his second year of college football, it would be in the 90th percentile for second-year players. Again, on a Marshall team that was decent, they went 7-6, and 8.0 S&P Plus rating in the 41st percentile, so a fairly mediocre team. And based on the dominator rating he posted, given that it was his third year removed from high school, given the level of team that Marshall was last season, the closest comps in my database for junior seasons to Ali's 2021 are Daryl Henderson, Donnell Pumphrey, Ryan Matthews, Capri Bibbs, and then the closest guy from a Power 5 school would be Deontay Foreman from Texas. As a runner, Ali was a really high-volume guy last year. He had 250 carries, and he's averaged 231 carries per 12 games so far in his career, which is in the 80th percentile. Because there's so much context lost in raw efficiency numbers, I like to contextualize rushing efficiency using the efficiency of the other players operating within the same offense as a given player. Basically what that means is if you're averaging 6 yards per carry at Alabama, you have a high raw yards per carry, but if everybody else is averaging 6.5 yards per carry, you're not really offering much value. Whereas if you're at Missouri averaging 6 yards per carry and everybody else is averaging 5.2, you're outdoing the efficiency of the other guys operating in the same offensive environment, which is an indicator that you're probably doing something right. That sort of analysis begs the question of how talented are the teammates that we're comparing you to. And last season, Rasheen Ali's teammates averaged a collective 2.8 stars as high school recruits, which is in the 32nd percentile. Given the volume he had, given the running backs that he was playing with, we would expect an NFL-quality running back in Ali's situation to average 0.61 yards per carry greater than the other guys on his team. Ali, in 2021, averaged 0.73 yards per carry greater than the other guys on his team, which is in the 57th percentile and is obviously higher than that expected yards per carry plus of 0.61. Ali was also running in situations that were slightly more difficult than those his teammates were carrying the ball in. The average box count for Ali was 0.11 defenders heavier on average than the box count seen by other Marshall running backs, which is a relative box count in the 70th percentile. Given those box counts, the average carry for Rasheen Ali was worth 116.2% the output of a given carry from the other guys on the team, which is a box-adjusted efficiency rating in the 50th percentile. If we step back from looking at averages and we instead tried to measure the consistency with which Ali is running the ball, I developed a metric called relative success rate, which uses success rate, which basically tells you how often is a guy gaining a requisite amount of yards given down in distance. So it's a measure of consistency and then adjusted for box counts and relative to your teammates, Rasheen Ali 
has a relative success rate of 4.5%, so he's succeeding on his carries almost 5% more often than his teammates are, which is in the 69th percentile. So he is, from an overall efficiency standpoint, very average, 50th percentile as far as performing relative to his teammates, but when you just look at how often is he producing positive outcomes on his carries, he's near the 70th percentile. So that's pretty good. And if you take a step back and look at his kind of ancillary metrics, uh, missed tackles force per attempt, 0.23, which is in the 60th percentile per pro football focus, and his breakaway conversion rate, which isolates things to how often is he turning his 10-yard runs into 20-yard runs, really just looking at his performance in the open field. He's doing that at a 38.9% clip, which is in the 84th percentile. That rushing efficiency profile is a little bit strange. You know, often we see these guys who have like high box-adjusted efficiency ratings, but low success rates, and that disparity is found in their breakaway conversion rate. You know, we have these guys who aren't producing positive outcomes on a consistent basis, but have high overall efficiency because they're great in the open field and are creating big plays. That's one archetype. We have another archetype where it's low box-adjusted efficiency rating, low overall efficiency relative to your teammates, typically accompanied by a low breakaway conversion rate, guys who aren't creating a lot of big plays, but they can still be effective, you know, reflected in their relative success rate if that's high. You know, a guy like Brian Robinson in the 2022 running back class doesn't have a lot of juice in the open field. He's not creating big plays. He's not ripping off breakaway runs. So his box adjusted efficiency rating is low, but his relative success rate is high. He's consistently producing positive outcomes relative to his teammates, despite lower efficiency overall. Ali has neither of those. He's kind of like occupying both ends of the spectrum at the same time. His box-adjusted efficiency rating is decent, you know, it's in the 50th percentile, right at average, but his relative success rate is in the 70th percentile, and his breakaway conversion rate is in the 84th percentile. So, somehow, paradoxically, he is succeeding on his runs at a great rate relative to his teammates, while also performing well in the open field, but those things in combination are not producing overall efficiency that is incredibly impressive. You know, 57th percentile yards per carry plus, 50th percentile box adjusted efficiency rating. And given his kind of like body type, given assumptions I'm making about his athletic profile, I'm just kind of assuming he runs a 4-5 in the 40 for now, just as kind of a placeholder time. And given these rushing efficiency metrics, the closest comps in like the pure runner category to Rasheen Ali are Corey Boyd, Darrell Scott, and Ty Davis-Price. So not an incredibly, like, good group of comps here. You know, he's been more efficient than his teammates. He's succeeding in the open field. He's breaking tackles. But he's not outproducing his teammates to a degree that, given the talent level of his teammates, is very impressive. You know, that expected yards per carry plus of 0.6. His actual yards per carry plus is 0.7. And that expectation for yards per carry plus is just for, like, NFL quality backs. It's not for RB1 level guys. It's not for... RB2 level guys. It's for guys who should be drafted. So he certainly meets the threshold of a guy who should be drafted, but he's not very impressive outside of that. As a receiver, he was also a very high volume guy last year. And I think, you know, he had 45 receptions last year as a redshirt freshman. I think he gets this reputation as like a dual threat guy, a pass catching threat. And I think that's a little bit misguided. His volume, obviously high, 41.5 receptions per 12 games so far in his career. That's in the 96th percentile. His target share also was high, 11.4%. It's in the 74th percentile. And he, I don't think he has a problem with his hands. You know, his, his catch rate is in the 66th percentile. But I don't think he's being asked to do difficult things as a receiver. 
He's being split out wide or in the slot 3.8% of the time, which is only in the 18th percentile, and his average depth of target is negative 1.5 yards, which is in the 14th percentile. So he's pretty much exclusively lining up in the backfield, not being moved around the formation, and almost exclusively being targeted behind the line of scrimmage on swing passes, you know, checkdowns, screens, things like that. These are not high degree of difficulty passes. And so while he has a decent catch rate, it's not incredibly impressive. His true catch rate, which only looks at the targets that are catchable, is 90%, which also sounds good. That would have ranked 15 out of 38 guys in the class of 2022. I don't have historical true catch rate data, but given the current rookie class, that would be, you know, in the upper half there. And for some context, like Tyler Algier had an 88.5% true catch rate on a negative 1.7 A dot. So he's right there in, in Tyler Algier range as far as, you know, usage being targeted behind the line of scrimmage, catching right around 90% of his passes. I don't think Algier is some elite three down back. He's a he's a swing pass guy who, you know, makes his hay, you know, after the catch. And I think that's mostly what Ollie is as well. His yards per target, 6.1 in the 40th percentile, 20th percentile yards per reception, 51st percentile yak per reception. So he's not even excellent there, but that's his best overall efficiency metric. 51st percentile yak compared to 20th percentile yards per reception, 40th percentile yards per target. I don't believe he's currently a three down back. And given that he's already three years removed from high school, it's difficult to say, you know, if he was a true freshman and we saw this sort of receiving production, it's like, oh man, they wanted to get him involved. Who really cares about the overall efficiency and the usage? Like, he's just being fed the ball. And that's true of Ali, but he's three years removed. It's difficult for this to be some sort of, you know, positive sign in a projection for his development, given that he's already, you know, he could have declared for the NFL after this season already. We should be viewing him as something close to a finished product. And I, while he's a high volume receiver, I don't think he's a particularly skilled receiver. I alluded earlier to his, um, you know, kind of his body type. He's currently listed at six foot and 201 pounds. And based on historical weight gain patterns, I project him to be just under six feet at the combine and 210 pounds, which means he's built like Tony Pollard, Tevin Coleman, Chuba Hubbard, Jeff Wilson is that size, these sort of taller, skinnier backs. And the thing with those guys is if you end up being successful in the NFL with that body type, you need to be a pass catcher. Tony Pollard is a pass catcher. Chuba Hubbard really is not. Tevin Coleman is just kind of meh as a pass catcher, and he's been very disappointing relative to what he was in college. Jeff Wilson, obviously, just a jag. So I think there's not a lot of successful examples of guys who are, you know, 5'11", 6 feet tall, and sub-215 pounds, especially right around the 210 mark, who go on to be successful in the NFL without being great pass catchers. And like I just said, I don't believe Ali is a great pass catcher despite being a high-volume pass catcher. Currently, he is the Devi RB16 and the RB6 in the 2023 class. I think that's a little bit too expensive. Based on where I kind of currently have him graded out, his current prospect score would put him at the RB9 on average in the past 15 classes. And in a strong class in 2023, he's currently being ranked as the RB6. Pump the brakes a little bit. I think he's a jaggy runner. I think he's a jaggy pass catcher with a non-ideal body type. And yes, he was a freshman this last year, producing incredibly well in Conference USA. But he's not a real freshman. He's three years removed from high school graduation. He's not producing efficiently relative to his teammates to the degree that we would like to see for a near top five guy in an elite running back class. 
and the degree of difficulty on his receptions in a high-volume pass-catching role is not impressive. Rashin Ali is a little bit overrated.